find race walking easier than running once you've got the technique it's just it flows it's, it's fluid especially if you want to do longer distances you will pass the runners you'll be faster than the runners you can run you can walk faster than the runners can run a lot of the time i think because the technique makes you look a bit odd when you run because you're a lot of the times you're putting one foot directly in front of the other so you have the swiveling of the hips you, you, you do get laughed at and have the have the mickey taken out of you but that's actually lessening i think people are becoming much more accepting of the style and people just try and going out and doing different things i do get quite a lot of kudos from the runners because they can see how fast and how far i can go hi my name is michelle lewis 10 years ago you'd have been lucky to see me run to the end of the road these days, running is second nature to me, from marathons to park runs to putting my own running group through their paces. You'll often see me in suitably loud attire, getting ready to pound the pavements. And here's a secret, if I can do it, you can too. There's so many wonderful and inspiring stories in the world of running. And not just running, some of my favourite tales involve those who take to their wheelchairs, bikes or simply their own trusty feet in an attempt to get fitter faster or just have some fun. In this podcast I'm going to be in conversation with some of the most inspiring and fascinating of these people. Remember it's your time, your speed, your way. The only person you need to keep up with is yourself. to this week's Running Tales podcast. Now this week I'm going to introduce you to a race walker, Sarah Lightman. I met Sarah at Salsi Forest at the end of September. It was doing um, a, a six hour challenge. So I'm excited to know how she ended up on that day. So without further ado, let's go over to Sarah. That was my second event. So I'd done the event the day before and done the ultra, so 29 and a half miles. I was only aiming on doing the marathon, hoping to get to the marathon distance last Thursday. Uh, but I managed to do a very fast penultimate lap, got in just before six hours for marathon distance. So I actually ended up doing another ultra as well. So I did 29 and a half miles both days running. Wow. And how are the legs after that? Did you go out on the third day just for, you know, <laughs> no, on the, I didn't do anything on the Friday, but on the Saturday I did do an aquathon which is a 400 meter, uh, no, 200 meter swim and a 2K run, which are is very, you, very cold. Are you just a very energetic person? I'm just a bit nuts. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You're perfect for podcasts. I didn't do, I didn't do many sports at school. And when I left school, I didn't do anything at all until I got to about 35. And then I started putting on lots of weight. My dad was a race walker. And so I knew about race walking. I went to work in Leicester and I knew there's a race walking club in Leicester. So I joined that and I met my mentor and one of my best friends there, Phil Smiley. And then it went, all went on from there. So I've been doing it 15, 16 years now. You, you said about your dad. How many years did your dad do race walking? Because race walking is not really a popular... He's in his 70s now. He started when he was, oh gosh, a teenager. And he's been doing it for years and years. And, and like, I know it's your podcast here, Running Tail, but I am fascinated because it is a sport that you don't hear much. Was it a school activity with him or a club? He wasn't a good runner, but he could walk. I'm not sure how he actually, I don't know whether he did it at school or whether it was a bit later on, but um, he used to walk for the Metropolitan 
walking club um, right. in London, down in London. So I'm not sure how he got into it, to be honest. I don't think I've ever asked him. It is weird that obviously it's now led to you that you've taken it up. Did you yeah. do running before the race walk and have thought, no. No, I'm going to be a race walker? No, I, I, I absolutely hated running. Really, really didn't like it at all. And because I've been around race walkers all my life, I knew about it. I've always supported dad on his races. He used to do very, very long distance ones. And it was just a natural thing for me to do. I only started running to improve my lung capacity to help my race walking. Oh, wow. Okay. And is there um, races and events or do you have to only enter the running events? No, the, the main race walking events are, are judged. I think this is one of the reasons why a lot of people don't do it, because there are two rules in race walking. To do a, a main A race, you have to have feet in, feet in contact with the ground at all times, and then your supporting leg has to be straight as it passes under your body. So it's quite the Pacific technique. So sometimes it's quite difficult to get into it because you get disqualified. And I think people find it very disheartening. They do their first race and then it's disqualified. So we do have races. You do have to tend to travel across the country to get to them. But there are, there are the races around. Does it upset you that they're not as popular as the running? Or are they getting more popular as the years go on? People don't accept it. I think because the technique makes you look a bit odd when you run because you're a lot of the times you're putting one foot directly in front of the other so you have the swiveling of the hips and you, you, you do get laughed at and have the, have the mickey taken out of you but that's actually lessening I think people are becoming much more acceptive accepting of the style and people just try and going out and doing different things and at Saucy Forest at the Big Bear events I do get quite a lot of kudos from the runners because they can see how fast and how far I can go and I did have just a member of the public give me a thumbs up saying well done because I was catching the runners. You were quite quick even though I was marshalling and I was walking around I couldn't believe like one minute you're there next minute you were gone and I yeah. thought I was walking around fast to keep warm you know. <laughs> yeah and that, that was a slow one my, my, as I say my I took six minutes off my lap time on the one I was actually trying for. So what's, what's your average week then do you train? Oh yeah it really depends on what I'm training for because I tend to do my more I don't like short fast races because I can't walk fast I like the ultras I do long distances so the two back-to-back -back 30 miles were quite good training to see where I am at this stage after lockdown to assess where I'm going to be for next year but I can do I think my basic is about 30 miles a week but on my long training runs, I can get up to about 70 miles a week. And that's a mixture of running and walking at the moment. And does that include like going to the shops and no. walking, <laughs> walking the dogs? <laughs> I, I can do 10 miles a day walking the dogs as well. And that's on top I, of all my other training. I know someone that's going to listen to this episode go, how many steps does she average a day? So I'm going to ask you, what's your average? <laughs> It depends. Not doing any long runs, it's about 17,000. When I'm on my proper training, I get up to about 50-odd thousand steps a day. Oh, wow. And you are quite slim built, aren't you? So you I am now, yes. <laughs> What's your... Do you, are you on a special diet? Like, when I say special, are you quite strict, you know? I do tend to have a meal replacement shake called Huel 
for breakfast and lunch. But then for lunch, I have a couple of poached eggs as well. And then I'll have a big meal for, for dinner. So I, and I eat really whatever I want. But I found as I've got fitter, I don't like eating what you call naughty food anymore. So yeah. I never liked cream. So I'm not, I'm not a big fan of cream cakes. I don't like chocolate. <laughs> and so that's, I know. <laughs> Are you all right? <laughs> a big thing that I don't actually like the food that's quite that's fattening. But I do like my sweets and I do like chips. So if I, so if I do a long training session, I get chips. Oh, salt vinegar or tomato sauce? <laughs> oh, just salt vinegar. No sauce. So what's your reward when you finish a, a race? Is it the chips? It's the chips. <laughs> so when you're going round, like I saw you with a pack on... What yeah. did you have in your pack, nutrition-wise, to get you around? Because six hours on your feet, or did you count on the Big Bear event table? I didn't have the first... I had one trip to the table on the first day. It didn't stop at all on the second day. I have a, a bottle of the Huel, which is... The reason I have that is when you do, like, a 100-mile race when you're on your feet for 24 hours... After a few hours, you can't eat solid food anymore. Well, I can't. So I use it as a liquid form. So I had a bottle of the Huel, which will keep me going for a good 20 miles. I have um, cordial in the backpack. I've got two litres of that, that I use. And then I think I had hand gel and a fade these days. And uh, just my raincoat. So, and that, that was it, really. My iPod. <laughs> and you're right. You, yes, I was going to say, you were one, someone that I noticed that did have um earpieces in is that something that you must have to get you round? to be honest it will those two days I've, i'm very very running because i like interacting with the other people in the races but <laughs> i was having a bad day on the wednesday the day before i think it's my first running type event back after lockdown so you know, a bit of nervousness unsure of what's going on and I just wanted to write, put my head down, keep going. And then on the Thursday, I'd enjoyed listening to my music so much, I just carried on. So it's oh. not something I usually use. It's certainly not if I'm out in the general countryside where I like to be aware of what's going on around me. Um, how did you find the race itself? Even as a marshal when I was walking around, there was one time when I was walking as a loop, I didn't see anyone the whole time. Did you feel very lonely, like you was in this race, but you didn't have people as regularly coming past you or at the side of you? The first day, there were a lot of people there, members of the general public. So I think there's quite a few either school groups or preschool groups wandering around. I, to be honest, I prefer it when there's not a lot of people there because I'm autistic and I find that too much stimulation destroys my mental um, strength. So I, I quite like being out on my own. I like, I, what I like doing is, I like the events where you pass each other. So the last straight, where you had the people starting a new lap and passing the people finishing the other lap. I quite like that because you just wave at people as you go past. But other than that, I had a, I, it didn't worry me that there weren't that many people out. And of course, on the long races that you do, quite often you can spend quite a lot of time just a few minutes behind one person and a few minutes in front of another. So you're on your yeah. own, but surrounded by people. Yeah, I was going to say, there was very long periods where even when I saw you, you, you was on your own. Yeah. You know, and, and it does sound like being autistic, that's perfect for you. Yes, you know? it is. 
But being um, autistic and, you know, you were, how many times did you go around? Nine, ten? Nine, yeah. The fact that you was, it wasn't changing the scenery, does that work better for you than if you did a road race? I like doing lapped courses because it allows me to think my way around. I know what's coming. I knew there was, there was a rough patch at about a mile. So I knew I could go fast up that patch, then I gave myself yeah. a break while I went through there, and then the surface got better again. So it allows me to think my way around. And I do tend to do better on lapped courses yeah. because I don't have to concentrate. I, I just think about what I'm doing, getting my legs going. But then I've also do, there's the Robin Hood 100 miles, which I've done a couple of times, which is an out and back along the canal and then a 30 mile loop, which you do twice. Now, again, I really like that because it's very well signposted. So you don't have to actually concentrate, but it's different. I'm better on the lapped courses, but I do like the occasional going into the wilderness and not knowing where you're going. Do you do short distances? Yeah, I'm, it's like this morning I went out and did 5K with the dogs, but... I don't like short races because I'm not, I'm not that fast. And I find the shorter races harder than the longer races. Because long, I love the ultras because you basically go for a nice stroll, have sweets and sit down and take photos and have a chat. So it's a bit of a social event rather than you know, the, the very, very fast. Everyone's very concentrated and that's all you do. You're going there to run. So I, I do the short distances for speed work, but I'm not very good at them. <laughs> I've got arthritis in my big toes, which especially for race walking means I can't push off from my feet as well as I should be able to. And the long distance is I don't I don't do that as much. And running, I don't push off from my toes too much. So are you a trail runner more than a road runner? Oh, gosh, yeah. I hate road run. Road running is I just find it really tedious and boring. I like running across a field, having to stop at a style, go over a style to get my breath back and then continue on. Have you um, ever done Beachy Head Marathon? Because it sounds perfect for you. <laughs> no, that sounds, sounds far too hilly. <laughs> it is. I did it last year. It was, oh, it was the worst marathon, but yet it was the most challenging and, oh, most, yeah, it was. Yeah. And it just sounds perfect for you. <laughs> so um, you're in Nottingham. You said about the Robin Hood uh, 100 mile, which I can, yeah. I know Robin Hood because I did the half marathon in the early part of my running career. And my goal is to do the Robin Hood marathon. What else is Nottingham famous for running wise? There's the Ashby, Ashby 20 miles, which they do in about March is always a certain distance before the London Marathon so oh, as, as your long training run and you always get a hoodie with that so it's always the Ashby hoodies there we have an awful lot of races up here um just 10 10ks marathons but we do there's a lot of trail races as well as road races so my oh, favorite yeah. is in North Nottinghamshire it's Hobo Pace who do around like the Sherwood Forest and the, the Dukeries area and my favourite race ever is the Dukeries 40, 40 miles that I did with my, uh, my little boy, my, uh, my dog. <laughs> my little boy, people think I run with a lad. It's not, he's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Your third ball. So he actually does the whole with you? Yeah, he's, he's, he's run 40 miles with me. And what breed is he? Is that Jack he's, Russell? He's a Jack Russell crossed, we think, with a foxhound. So I've got a friend who runs with a pure foxhound and he just looks like the mini me of the foxhound. So oh, he, really? he just wants to go out. He just doesn't want to stop. 
And it sounds like you've got your perfect running partner or race partner there. You know, so um, we take it you don't like running. You're a race walker. Um, you're not into chocolate. You know. <laughs> you or ice cream. Ever, yeah. Have you ever done race walking abroad? Um, I've only ever done one race walk abroad in Poland, where I went across with my dad. It was where the Second World War started, and it, there, there's, there was a big Polish contingent there. And there was me, my dad, and a couple of other friends. And we just, it's, it's, it's a commemoration of the start of the Second World War. So, but although I've not race walked many abroad, I do do what's called the Nijmegen Marches, which is in the Netherlands. And it's been going for, oh God, nearly over 100 years. And you can either do 50 kilometers a day for four days, 40 or 30, depending on how old you are and what sex you are. But as part of my 100 mile training, I did the 50 kilometers because women only need to do the 40 kilometers. Men have to do the 50 kilometers if they're under, I think it's 60. But I, I went and did the 50. Where's the equal opportunity here? I know. It's like in cross country where women don't run as far. <laughs> It's interesting as well, I was going to ask you, do you come across many women race walkers? Because I was shocked when I found out, when you told me when we got chatting that you was a race walker, you was the first female race walker I had met. All right. I know because I'm in the community, I know the female yeah. race walkers. Yeah. I mean, we've had a couple of female Olympians. I'm not sure which of them, have, if they've actually been in the Olympics. I know Joanna Jackson won the Commonwealth Games when it was in Delhi, I think, so quite a few years ago. And well, my, hero, my, my sporting heroine is a lady called Sandra Brown, who walks for a Surrey Walking Club. And I've known her since I was like knee high. She holds the world records for walking for, was that, I actually wrote it down so I could remember to tell you, 100 kilometres, 100 miles, 12 hours and 24 hours. So she's got the world records for that. She also holds, she's over 70 now, and she holds the world records for running long distances as well. But she walks them, but she's got the world record holder for the running races. The more than 200, 100 miles. She's my, she's my heroine. <laughs> wow. So what was her name again? We've got to get this and, woman out there. Andrew Brown. So how did you come across her when you was watching your dad? And she was yeah, she, my, she's in the same walking club as my dad. So when I would go to help support him, she would be there as well. And you, you just get to know people. Wow. Well, I, have to, I have to research more and I hope others that listen to this podcast start researching because this sounds like a legend that I have to speak Oh, she is. You, you, need, to, you need to interview her as well. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. We will talk offline about this. <laughs> so um, just to round this up, if anyone is thinking of becoming a race walker, what would you say? Definitely. I mean, I find race walking easier than running. Once you've got the technique, it's just, it flows. It's, it's fluid. And especially if you want to do longer distances, you will pass the runners. You'll be faster than the runners. You can run, you can walk faster than the runners can run a lot of the time. It's finding a local club is always the best thing just to make sure you get the technique right. They're quite they are spread apart in, around the country, so it's, yeah. you may have to travel to find one. But there's a big online community, and they're always very, very helpful, very, very friendly people who just, you probably can't get them to shut up about it once you get them going. <laughs> <laughs> and is it true that you get less injuries? or? Uh, 
I think it depends on how you're built and how it's, it's, it's like when you start running. If you start too fast too soon, then you'll injure yourself. It's much the same as race walking. I've never had a proper injury running, but I have race walked when I've raced um, doing high mileages. I had I overstretched my piriformis muscle, so in my in my in my bum. So I'm, yeah. I'm very aware now of not doing too much and how to actually combat it. It's probably not as much stress on the joints, but it's the same as anything else that you might, you might get injured, you might not. <laughs> Where's your next race? What's your next challenge? On, well, Saturday, no, Sunday, I'm doing a not the London marathon, not a marathon. It was meant to be a marathon distance, but it's an, again, another trail race up in uh, North Nottinghamshire, just to get out. I'm doing it with my husband and we've got both, have both our dogs with us. But my main, main aim is next year for the 100 miles, I want to, the Robin Hood 100 this is, I want to race walk it all and try and beat my personal best that I've got, got on, the, on a track. So I'd like to do it in under 22 hours. So we'll have to see. I hope you enjoyed this week's Running Tales podcast. Please, please, please leave us a rating or review wherever you listen. It helps other people find us so they can listen too. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week for another Running Tale.